Welcome to the Beyond Intuitive Eating Podcast, hosted by me, Beth Basham. I am a registered dietitian, certified intuitive eating counselor, and liberated body coach. I'm also a wife and mama to two amazing little people. With over 20 years of experience, I help women bridge food freedom with optimal health using principles of intuitive eating, foundations of emotional mastery, functional medicine, and neuroscience. This is the space where you get to end the war with your body and discover total confidence and true health from the inside out. All right. Yay. Welcome to the Beyond Intuitive Eating Podcast. I am just so grateful that you're taking the time today to listen in, learn a little bit more about me, learn a little bit more what I intend to share with you in this podcast Because in this very first episode, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about me and why I created this podcast, a little bit about how I got into the field of nutrition, intuitive eating, and all the things, and what my beliefs are about food and body and what those currently look like. You know, you'll notice that the title of this podcast is called Beyond Intuitive Eating, and that's because while you may have searched intuitive eating and found this podcast, I promise to take you so much deeper And I'm going to help you unlock discoveries about food and body and your life that you actually may not have been aware of until now. So if you want to love your body, despite the number that shows up on the scale, you want to order food with your girlfriends without giving two F-U-C-Ks about how many calories are in the appetizer, you want to get up in the morning and not look in the mirror pinch your thighs, poke your stomach, and feel completely disgusted with how you look today. And you also want all of that, but you want to feel and be healthy too, right? You want to feel vibrant, like you can take over the world. If that's you, then this is the exact right place for you. And I know this because I've been in your shoes. I spent most of my late teens and probably, I would say, a good majority of my 20s in this place called diet culture, completely obsessed about food, desperately searching for answers about how to fix my broken body. I exercised like a maniac. I did all the things right when it came to foods, whether it was calories, macros, the next detox plan. Like I seriously have done it all. And guess what? None of it worked. None of it worked. And It only started working when I did something different. So here's the real deal. I've been getting this nudge for maybe six months now, and I've been receiving it from the universe or God or whatever you want to call that energy. I've been feeling it, and I've had all kinds of excuses not to start this podcast, right? I don't have enough time. I have to buy you know, equipment. I have to do this. I have to do that. Am I going to be able to stay consistent? Lots of stuff going on in my brain. And I finally broke through that and I said, no, the world needs me. The world needs you. And when we can heal a relationship with food, when we can step into a new relationship with our body, y'all, the, the world is our oyster. There is so much more energy to do so much more than, you know, worry about the next bite of food or, you know, exercise to make up for that large dinner we had last night. There's so much more available to us when we stop worrying and obsessing about what our body looks like in the mirror, you know, criticizing ourselves from every angle. 
and thinking that weight loss is somehow going to make everything better because that's what we've told, been told to believe. That's what society has told us. So let me tell you a little bit more about my history of disordered eating because I think it's important you understand that I know you. <laughs> um, I know you because I've been there. I have experienced all the emotions around food. And it started in high school when I was a dancer, right? I was constant. I danced a lot. I was, um, I was in a lot of competitive dance and I was constantly in front of a mirror comparing my body to those bodies of my peers, of the people in my dance classes, of the people that I went to competitions with. And I, I danced all throughout college. And in my high school years, I also grew tall. (laughs) I am a six foot tall woman and I grew into my height in my freshman to senior year of high school. And I became insanely self-conscious. The basketball coach wanted to recruit me and all I wanted to do was be a partner dancer on Broadway, right? That's tough to do when you're a six foot tall woman. So what did I do? I learned how to control my body in other ways. I thought to myself, literally, if I know how to stay thin, then everything will be okay. I might be tall. I can't change my genetics. But if I can stay in a smaller body, then heck, everything is going to be great, right? I'll find love. I'll find acceptance. I didn't say those things to myself, but that was what was driving the show. As I entered college and was searching for a major, I actually fell in love with nutrition because I thought it would fix me. It would keep me thin and healthy for the rest of my life because if I couldn't be shorter and I couldn't be a partner dancer on Broadway or wherever, (laughs) I could at least stay thin, small, acceptable in the eyes of society. So food became a control for me. I learned everything about calories in, calories out, the right types of exercise. I became an avid runner, an obsessive runner now that I look at it. And I would constantly use exercise as a form of punishment. I did this for years. And as I continued to push against my body, restrict my calories, increase my exercise, do all the things a good dietitian by that time should do and should role model to her clients, my health declined. I got sick. My hair started falling out. I started gaining weight. And it was like completely unfathomable to me because I was eating sixteen or 1,800 calories and I was working out every day, but the scale, it kept going up and up and up. I couldn't figure it out. I felt like a fraud. Here I was coaching other individuals on weight loss, on health, on you name it when it comes to the nutrition world, but I couldn't figure it out myself. And it wasn't until I was introduced to this new framework called intuitive eating. Okay, you guys, this was about 15 years ago. I was introduced to intuitive eating. I took a course and I received some CEUs because I thought, hey, if I can learn about this, I can get my continuing education credits for maintaining my my, uh, license as a dietitian. So I did this thinking it was a way to fix my broken self right? This was finally the way that I would get quote unquote thin and healthy. Yes, I used intuitive eating initially as a way to quote unquote lose weight. But here's what I discovered. 
I discovered that it was never about food. It was never about my weight and it was about something so much deeper. Intuitive eating opened a portal for me to change my entire life. And since being introduced to intuitive eating 12 or 15 years ago, I have been in deep self-study about all the things that can elevate me as a human and the clients that I work with. And that's what I'm here to share with you in this podcast, because we're going to talk about things beyond the intuitive eating framework. We're going to talk about things that will change your life in amazing ways. So here are a few of my beliefs, my current beliefs, right? Beliefs always can change and shift. And I trust that what I'm about to share with you is going to resonate with you as well. But after 20 years of hanging out in the nutrition field, I've learned that health, right, is so much more than what we what we eat, how much we exercise, what supplements or medications we take or don't take, what our doctor tells us, right? It's more than what society or culture tells us. Research shows us that our gut and our brain are intimately connected. What we eat can affect our emotional health and the thoughts that we think on. And okay, sorry, backtracking here. It can affect our mental health, right? What we eat can affect our mental health. But in reverse, what we think, the thoughts that we have, the emotions that we experience on repeat inevitably affect our gut health our digestion, and our overall health. And in my time in the nutrition field, I've realized that so many nutritionists focus on the former, right? They tell us and talk about the leading research about how our gut and brain are connected and what foods do we need to eat to keep our mental health happy, right? And that's important. There's, there's value in that. But I've learned that the latter is what a lot of my clients need. This conversation about the thoughts and the emotions, learning how to master our emotions. And I don't even know if I want to use the word master, but feel our emotions is actually a key to unlocking greater health in our physical body. You see, spending time learning to feel our emotions in a way that expands our ability to feel safe from moment to moment leads to greater confidence in our body from moment to moment too. It also allows what some people call intuition to be much easier to access. And this like innate ability to know things like what foods are best for your body in in moment to moment, or even things like knowing how to approach a challenging loved one are far easier to access when we have practiced feeling our feelings. And I know what you're thinking, what in the heck does she mean? (laughs) Um, But it's something that I have been working on with myself and my clients. And this notion that emotions are good or bad is something that has been produced from society at large. We have, you know, you're, you're in good emotions if you feel happy or joyful or even content. Bad emotions are things like hatred, disgust, anger. And what I've discovered in this work that I do is that when we can neutralize the playing field of emotions and we can increase our capacity to feel safe in our lowest lows and in our highest highs, 
the capacity to feel more love and affection for our body, to tap into what health really looks like for us, becomes natural, effortless, and easy. Learning how to feel our emotions also includes learning how to befriend our nervous system. It's a buzzword. You might have heard it. You might know not know anything about what I'm talking about, but this is something I'll dive into in future episodes. But basically, this means really getting in touch with how certain emotions show up in our body, not just how they show up in our brain. And by increasing this awareness about how emotions show up in our body, we develop the ability to hold those strong emotions with more neutrality, accept those emotions, and process them so they don't hold us captive, right? And they don't lead to those emotional eating, quote unquote, binges that we often find ourselves in, right? It keeps us feeling confident when we're making food choices or we're deciding what exercise plan might do most benefit to our body. And the thing is, and something I want to make very clear is that we get to hold our emotions and ourselves in a variety of ways. We get to have both. A lot of the diet world, the diet culture world is really infiltrated with this black and white thinking, right? You're good if you eat broccoli, you're bad if you eat Twinkies. There's not really an in-between. And while cognitively we might be like, well, Beth, yeah, I can eat a little bit of a Twinkie, but there still is a stronghold on what foods are good and what foods are bad, right? We often forget that there's an opportunity for both and thinking. The Twinkie can be good and bad. The broccoli can be good good and bad. And this concept is just an introduction to this idea of duality. Another example of this is having duality in how we see our bodies, right? How we see our bodies as perfect, just the way they are, along with the desire to want more for our body, more for our health in general, right? You might currently hate your body and wish it were different, but you also get to hold deep emotional appreciation and love for this body that has gotten you this far. You get to go binge on that bag of chips one night after a long day of work and also honor yourself for giving yourself what it needed in the moment because it was the only resource you had to cope with a really terrible day. Redefining who you are from the inside out is also insanely valuable on this journey and goes beyond intuitive eating. Many women I have worked with see their bodies as broken and feel like they're in some sense a victim to their genetics or their childhood or their upbringing. And here's the reality. I know this because I felt this way too. We have to look at shifting these deep subconscious narratives about our body and our health. And we do this by initiating this change from the inside out. You know, this is another episode entirely, but the essence of this belief is that we cannot just approach change by using our cognitive thinking brain, the thoughts that travel in between the ears. We also have to get to and reprogram some of the deeper narratives along the way for lasting results. If you really want to love and feel that affection for your body when you look in the mirror, if you want to feel totally confident when you go out to eat, heck, if you want to feel better 
when you're in bed with your partner, this has to happen from the inside out. And we have to learn how to not just think about loving our body, but actually embody loving our body. Like it's part of who we are. It is who we are. There's not an alternative. And there's a way to do this. And it's by working with our subconscious. You know, and of course, as an intuitive eating counselor, I also strongly lean on the 10 principles in the framework published by Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch. You know, their book, Open My Eyes. And I know it's going to open yours too if you haven't already read it. Um, and if you haven't read it, I do highly encourage you to get the most recent edition. At the time of this recording, it is the fourth edition. It has been updated with the most current evidence and research, and it will change your life. The 10 principles of intuitive eating are a self-compassionate framework for learning how to see food with a more neutral lens, rejecting diet culture, and learning how to honor your body by increasing something we call interoceptive awareness. And this goes hand in hand with the nervous system work that I briefly alluded to before, and I will go into much deeper episodes in the future. But here's my last belief that I'll share with you today, and that's this. As an individual, you get to define health on your own terms. It doesn't need to be what society, your doctor, or your mom tells you what it should be. This has been such a gift. To start defining health on your own terms, you get to create goals for yourself. You get to step into values around health that make sense for you in your unique life, your unique set of needs, your unique everything. Intuitive eating changed my life, but it got even better when I layered these other things that I described here in this episode so far. And I am and will be eternally grateful that I get to share this with you in this podcast because it's already helped so many women that I've worked with, including myself, in tremendous ways. So I'm going to leave this episode here in hopes that it gives you hope, maybe a hint or a sprinkle of inspiration, but I want you to know that you are worth everything you desire in your heart. And there is a way to access health, love for your body, uh, easier relationship with food, even if it feels a little impossible right now. Because I know it did for me. I admitted I got into the intuitive eating thing because I thought it was going to be the next way to keep me thin, to keep and heal my broken body. But I promise you when you stay the course, listen to this podcast stick around for a little while, I will show you that there is so much available to you. All right, that's it for now. Stay tuned for the next episodes. And if you have any questions, never hesitate to reach out. You can find me via email at beth at bethbasham.com or you can look for me in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening in today. I am so grateful. If you enjoyed this podcast, I ask that you share it with a friend who might also benefit. And if you want even more support on your food and body journey, please check the show notes for information about my free Facebook group and private coaching opportunities. See you next time.